That's Jesus Christ, and he's coming back, and he's going to take us to be with him for all of eternity, and uh, that's, that's what we're looking forward to. That's our hope in Christ. Amen. Take your Bibles this morning. Open the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Last week, we revealed our, our new theme for this year, is the theme Continue, and um, I was asking in Sunday school, um, you know, we have, we have different things that have the theme on it. Um, but I, you know, I said, is it, it, can you call it merch if you're not selling it, if you're giving it away? And someone said it's called swag. So if you did not get your swag, <laughs> I'm not even sure what that word means, but if you did not get your swag, uh, merch, whatever you want to call it, uh, make sure you get that uh, this morning after the service. We have the calendars in there. Uh, on the back table that have all of the uh, most of the events for the year Uh, so you can put that on your fridge Uh, it's got the theme and the verse there and the events uh, on that Uh, we also have the wristbands that have uh, the theme continue and taken from 2 Timothy 3.14 so you can take one of those uh, wear that throughout the week that reminds you of the theme and then also we have these notebooks that uh, we're giving away again this is you don't have to pay for any of this is all free um, but the reason that we're giving these away is not so that you can, you know, write people's phone numbers in it or, uh, you know, color pictures or, you know, whatever you think pastor looks like while he's preaching, okay? That's not the purpose of these. The purpose is we want you to use this to take notes, right? Uh, we want you to take notes during the service, not just for the purpose of taking notes, but what good does it do to come to church, listen to the message, and then we go home and we never re- we don't think about it again? And so what we want you to do is we want you to take these and use them, write notes down, and then especially if you have young people in this church, if you have teenagers, uh, fifth, uh, fifth and sixth graders here as well, um, you know, they're, they're writing down notes, right? Um, talk about it at lunch. Go back at lunch this afternoon and say, hey, what, what did you think about the message? You know, what, what spoke to your heart? Well, let me, let me hold on, let me pull that out. I, I wrote some things down, right? So you can pull that out and you can go back over what you wrote down. Uh, by the way, a lot of times we, you know, the young people up here, they've, I mean, you, if you looked at this row right now, they've all got a pen, they've all got something they're writing on, right? I wonder if I looked at all the rows behind these first two rows, how many would be like that? So why do we expect them that they should take notes, but the adults don't? Because I know, I know that the older you get, the shorter your memory gets, <laughs> Right? So if anybody should be taking notes, it should be from the third rows beyond, right? Uh, Because we have the hardest time remembering, right? So take notes. That's what they're there for. Um, Take notes in it and then talk about it with your wife, your husband. Talk about it with your children. Uh, Talk about the message, whether it's tonight, Sunday night, Wednesday night, whatever it would be. Uh, Write those things down, and that's why they're back there. And uh, and so please take those. And uh, last week we said it was for seventh grade and up. And I had some young people come out and say, Pastor, is there enough for the fifth and sixth grade? Because fifth and sixth grade are, are here in the auditorium as well. And I believe there is enough. So if you're in fifth and sixth grade, you can also get your swag as well, right? Get your swag notebook there, right? And uh, so make sure you take those um, and use them. Again, just to help you to try to remember, that's why we put the theme on all of those things, just to try to instill that theme uh, of continue uh, that we're taking here from the book of Second Timothy. Of course, as we take a theme from a book, we then take the book and we go through it on Sunday mornings. 
And yes, I know we did not finish the book of Ephesians uh, last year. And uh, so we will begin, we'll move Ephesians to Sunday nights. Uh, so next Sunday night, we'll begin going through Ephesians again uh, on Sunday nights. Of course, tonight we have our ministry recruitment night, and so we definitely want you to be here for that. Uh, but Sunday nights, we'll begin going through the book of Ephesians, but Sunday mornings, we're going to start the book of 2 Timothy. And as we begin 2 Timothy here, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, I hope you found it. If not, I know they'll have it up on the screens that you can follow along as well. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we're just going to begin in verse number 1 and 2 this morning. I know that's a surprise to some of you. You thought I was going to do the whole chapter, right? Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse number 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord, we do thank you that we can come this morning. And, uh, Lord, just to, to lift up your name in, in song and in praise, Lord, all the glory does belong to you, all of it. Not, not one bit of glory do we deserve. And Father, we thank you for what you've done in sending your Son. We thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And, Lord, I pray this morning as we just think about the songs that have been sung, we think about your word this morning, that the glory belongs to you, and, Lord, that You'd help us this morning to be yielded to what you'd have for us. Lord, that our hearts would be open. We'd be attentive to your Holy Spirit and your word. We'd just put aside the, I know maybe we've had a, a rough week and things haven't gone the way we wanted them to go. Or, Lord, just that we would put those things aside this morning and allow your word to speak to our hearts. And that you would receive the glory through it all. And so, Father, bless now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as Paul is writing this letter, obviously, uh, as we go through this letter of 2 Timothy that Paul is writing, there are, there are three uh, main people here. Now, many names are mentioned throughout this book, and we'll see that, but there are, this book is really about three people. It's about Paul, it's about Timothy, and it's about Jesus Christ. These are the three main characters, if you want to call it that, that we're going to see through the book of 2 Timothy. Paul came to faith in Jesus on the road to Damascus around A.D. 36, somewhere around there. He was arrested in Jerusalem about 20 years later. So 20 years after Paul came to know Christ, he's been ministering for 20 years he was arrested the first time in Jerusalem around AD 58 and was then in prison in Rome uh, after Jerusalem. They sent him to Rome uh, where he's going to stand before Caesar around 61 to 63 before he was released. Then later he was arrested again in AD 67 in Rome where we find Paul at this point in his life. Paul writing this book of 2 Timothy, he's writing from a Roman prison. This will be his final book that he pens before his beheading in about one year or so, maybe even less than that. So I, I just want to kind of get you, I want to get, have you understand kind of the background of what is happening here. Paul has been uh, ministering for about 30 years, much of the 
last third of his life was in prison. Twice in Rome, several times in different other places as well. And as Paul is writing this letter, he is a prisoner in Rome and he is facing the death sentence. He knows that his time is very short. He doesn't know how much longer he has, but he knows he is about to be put to death. In fact, in chapter 4, in verse number 6, he says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul said, I, I know, I know my, my time is over. I know that it's, it's about done for me. My life is, is done. I'm about to, to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. kind of a dark hour in Paul's life. He's sitting in a Roman prison, knowing that his life is soon going to be over. Most of his friends and companions are gone to other places. In fact, he tells us that there's only one person that really is with him during this time, and it's Luke, the physician. He says in chapter 4, in verse number 11, only Luke is with me. He mentions other names of people that he sent to other places. Some forsook him, left, didn't want to be with Paul anymore. And so we find Paul kind of, I would say, in a dark hour. His friends and companions are no longer with him. He's in a Roman prison knowing that his life will soon be done. In a time like this, it would be very easy to feel sorry for yourself. Especially begin thinking about yourself and what maybe you would have liked to do or thinking back on the past. But yet in this dark hour, he's not thinking of himself. He's thinking of someone else. Timothy. He's thinking of Timothy and the success of the gospel. And his desire to continue the ministry that God has called him to. And I found it really interesting as he writes to Timothy. Notice in verse number two, he says, To Timothy, my dearly beloved son. Now, if you know anything about the life of the Apostle Paul, you know that Paul uh, found Timothy and um, his grandmother and mother had a great impact in his life and coming to know Jesus Christ as his Savior. And Paul comes along and takes this young man and begins to mentor him. Uh, There were many that Paul really mentored, like Titus and Tychicus and uh, many others. But Timothy was really his his closest mentor or his closest disciple, if you could say. And there was a special bond between Paul and Timothy. And we see that he says to, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son. But then I thought, you know, it seems a little strange how he introduced himself. I mean, he's writing to Timothy, and he says, My dearly beloved son. Timothy was one that had been on many missionary journeys with Paul. But notice how Paul introduces himself in this letter to Timothy, in verse number one. Paul, well, I think Timothy already knew that, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. Well, it's, it's not like Paul is writing a letter to the church. 
In many of the church epistles, we find Paul kind of introducing himself like that. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And he goes on, right, kind of giving his credentials to the church, to Corinth, to Philippi, to Colossae, whatever the church might be. But he's not writing to the church. He's writing to one man, Timothy, my dearly beloved son. Now, I haven't gotten a letter from my dad in a long time. Hint, hint, right? (laughs) But it would be really strange, right? It would be really strange for my dad to write me a letter and say, To Andrew, my dearly beloved son, Brian, a missionary to Uganda. Like, Dad, I know who you are. I mean, I know you were a missionary. I know you were a pastor. I know all of these things. That seemed a little strange. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. After I started reading this, like, that just seems a little strange why Paul would introduce himself to his dearly beloved son, Timothy, in such almost a formal matter, right? You say, well, you know, he did that because, you know, he knew that other people were going to be reading it, and, you know, so he wants everybody. Uh, okay. But he's writing it to one person, Timothy. So why would, he, why would he introduce himself in this way? I mean, think about it. If anybody knew Paul, if anybody knew he was an apostle, it would be Timothy. Timothy would know those things. But as we'll see in this letter, I believe that Paul introduces himself in this manner, encouraging Timothy he is, he is summoning Timothy to rise to the challenge of the ministry that God has called him to. Paul is saying, look, I know what I am, and you know what you are. So, um, Timothy, I'm, I'm challenging you. Rise to the challenge. Rise to the occasion here. There is, a, there is something that God has called me to do. There is something that God has called you to do. And so, keep doing what God has called us to do. And he's summoning, he's encouraging him by by saying, look, I know that I'm an apostle. And Timothy, I know you know I'm an apostle, but hey, I'm challenging you. Rise to this occasion. Rise to the challenge. Because as we're going to see as Paul goes through 2 Timothy here, there there are challenges serving God. We talked about that last week. Right, just kind of in the in in our theme, there there are challenges to serving God. He says there in chapter three, he says, "Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution." (laughs) Where is Paul? What's about to happen to Paul? He's about to be beheaded. And yet, instead of feeling sorry for himself, instead of thinking about himself, he's writing this letter to Timothy, his dearly beloved son, and he's saying, Timothy, I'm challenging you. Rise to the challenge. Don't let persecution, don't let false doctrine, don't let these other things sway you. Hey, I am called an apostle of Jesus Christ, and and you know what God has called you to do. Rise to that challenge. And in the very first verses here, 
I think Paul encourages him in three different areas. Notice, first of all, his calling. His calling. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. You see, Paul understood that there was a work for his life. Paul knew his calling. He was an apostle. That, that, the word apostle means a sent one. He was an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Paul says, Timothy, I know who I am. I know what God has called me to be. Timothy, you know what God has called you to be. Now, Timothy, you may not be an apostle, but you know that God has called you as well. And friend, may I tell you this morning, every one of us need to know our calling. How are we to rise to the challenge if we don't know what our calling is too? It's kind of hard to rise to the challenge that we don't know what we're, challenging, we're being challenged about. And so Paul is encouraging him, rise to the challenge. He says, know your work. Every one of us need to know our calling. No, not to be an apostle. We're not going to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. There are only 12 of those. But I believe as Paul is encouraging Timothy, he shows us very clearly that every one of us need to know our calling and that we are called to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. If you look over in the book of 2 Timothy, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, as Paul is writing to the church of Corinth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, notice in verse number 17. He says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So think about this. He's writing to the church. He's saying, look, if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've been made a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And watch what he begins to say here. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So notice. God says we have been reconciled to God, we've been brought back to God through Jesus Christ, and now we have a ministry. Our ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, we are to try to help bring others back to God. Now, not through us, but through Jesus Christ. We cannot save them, only Jesus Christ can. But our ministry is to try to help bring them back to God. By the way, do you understand that's for every one of us? That's not just for the pastor. It's not just for the missionary. It's not just for the deacon or the trustees. No, no. That is every one of us. He says, if you are a new creature, if you have been in Christ, you're a new creature, then he says he has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. We're to be helping to bring people back to God. May I ask you this morning, how are you doing on that? If you're a Christian here this morning, you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, then he says you have been given a ministry, and that is to bring people back to Jesus Christ, bring people back to God through Jesus Christ. That's our ministry. Now, some this morning, this is something new. You're like, I didn't know I had that ministry. So you need to know your calling. You need to know what God is expecting of you. But some of us already know that that's our calling, and we're not doing very well at it. You know what Paul is saying? You need to rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion. 
know your calling. This is what he says. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. He says, every one of us as Christians are called to be ambassadors for Christ. We are out, we are to be out in the world representing Jesus Christ, just as an ambassador for a country goes to another country representing that country. We as Christians are not in heaven. We are not at home with our king. We are in another world. We are to be representing our king. We're to be representing Jesus Christ. Through that representation of Jesus Christ, what are we doing? We're to be bringing people to God. Those that have forsaken God, we're to be showing them how they can come back to God. And how is that through? It's through Jesus Christ. And so he says, hey, Timothy, look, I know my calling. I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. Christian, do you know your calling? You say, well, I'm not called to be the pastor. Good. I'm the pastor. (laughs) So I'm not called to be a missionary. That's fine. I'm not called to be a deacon. That's fine. I'm not called to be a trustee. That's fine. But you do need to understand you are called to be an ambassador. You do need to understand that you are called to the ministry of reconciliation. Every single one of us who know Jesus Christ as our Savior are called to that. Now, the question is, will we rise to the challenge? Look, it's not easy serving God. Paul's already, he's already made that clear, as we saw last week. It's not gonna, Paul is sitting in a Roman prison. This is the second time he's been in prison. The last time he was in prison in Rome, he was there for several years. Now he's here again. He's been in prison in Philippi. He's been in prison other places. He was stoned, as we saw last week in Lystra. I mean, it hasn't been the easy life for Paul. And what is he saying? Timothy, hey, rise to the challenge. Rise to the challenge. Know your calling. Know who you are. Paul says, look, Timothy, you know who I am, but I want you to know I know who I am too. I know my calling. Timothy, do you know yours? Christian, do you know your calling? It doesn't matter if you're called to be a pastor, a missionary, or whatever. You are called to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You're called to, to the ministry of reconciliation to try to help bring people to God through Jesus Christ. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you tried to help bring someone to God? When's the last time that you recognized your calling, that that you are to be an ambassador, you are to be representing Jesus Christ no matter where you are, whether you're at, at, at work or whether you're at home, whether you're in the neighborhood, whether you're at the store, you are to be representing Jesus Christ. Do you know your calling? It's kind of hard to rise to the challenge if we don't know our calling. And Paul says, Timothy, I want you to know my dearly beloved son, me, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I know my calling. I know very soon I'm going to die, and that's okay. Timothy, know your calling. Know what God has for you. Christian, know your calling. Know that you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Your ministry is to help to bring people to God 
How do you do that? The life you live is going to be one way. Are you living in a way that is exemplary of Jesus Christ? Are you helping to try to bring them? Are you sharing the gospel with them? No, you're calling. May I say, secondly, not only his calling, notice his purpose. He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. You see, Paul understood that his calling was a divine calling. It was divine. Friend, do you know who has called you to work for him? It is God himself. Now, I, I really want you to stop and think about that for a moment and let that sink in. The one who is calling you to serve is God himself. God, your creator, is calling you to serve. It is a divine calling to be called by God to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ, to be called by God to have that ministry of reconciliation. He was an apostle sent by God, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Friend, this is not some, it's not some friend calling. This is not some relative calling. This is God himself calling you. And sometimes I think we just, we just skip over that. No, that's what we need to stop and really think about. God. creator of heaven and earth, the one that allows your lungs to breathe and your muscles to move, has called you. Do we care? Do we care that God himself has called us? Friend, I'm afraid we don't. Oh, Pastor, I do. I, I, yeah, I care. Again, when was the last time you tried to help bring someone to God? You see, if we truly cared that it, was a, that it is a divine calling, if we truly understood, hey, we're talking about God himself who's calling us to this purpose, you think maybe we do a little bit more? A little bit more? Maybe a little bit more than we did last year. Maybe a little bit more than we did last month. Maybe a little bit more than we did last week. Why? Because it's a divine calling. It's God himself who has called him. There's no greater calling that you can receive. The same God that called Abraham and Moses and Elijah and David and Paul and Peter and John is the same God who has called you and I to serve him. They didn't serve a different God in the Bible that we serve today. It's the same God. But do we really care? Do we care that that God is the one who's calling us to his service? Do we care that it is a divine calling? And this is why Paul is challenging Timothy. Rise up to the challenge, Timothy. Rise up to this challenge because this is no ordinary calling. 
This is not just your grandmother and your mother. This is not just the apostles. This is not just Paul saying, hey, Timothy, do this. No, he's saying, Timothy, this is God saying to do this. Rise to the challenge. We have a divine calling on our life. If you know Christ as your Savior, there is a divine calling in each one of our lives to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ, to be able to share God with other people, to let them know what Jesus Christ has done, and yet we do nothing. We do not rise to the challenge. And this is what Paul is telling Timothy, rise to the challenge. Timothy, yes, there may be difficulties and trials that come, but hey, it's a divine calling. God himself is calling. And notice his reason. Notice he says, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and here's his reason, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. Please do not raise your hand. But I wonder this morning how many of you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Don't, don't raise your hand this morning. I'm not, not trying to embarrass anybody. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But how many of us know Jesus Christ as our Savior? Then do you understand that we have the promise of life? We have the promise of life. Do you realize he says according, this is his reason, this is why he's saying to do this, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. It's not because of who we are or what we have done, but because of Jesus Christ and what he has done. Life is in and only in Jesus. If you go back to 1 John chapter 5, he says it very clearly. In him is life. In Jesus Christ's life, if you have life, if you have Jesus, you have life. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. Life is in Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, we now have a purpose. And that is to tell others how they might have life as well. We are to do all that we can to get the gospel of Jesus Christ to all. Why was Paul ministering for these 30 years why was he willing to leave being a pharisee why was he willing to leave the prestige of the position that he have to be hated by his own people to be beaten stoned imprisoned why was he willing to forsake all of those things for for this life that he was now living we would look at his life and say hey paul Before you met Christ, your life was better. I mean, think about it. You had prestige and you had a great job and you had position. After you met Christ, man, look at your life. It's got imprisonments. It's got shipwrecks. It's got beatings. It's got stonings. It's got whippings. It's going to have beheading. And yet Paul says, all of those things were done to me. All those things were nothing for Christ. Why? Because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Because of Jesus Christ, we now have life. Friend, do you understand that because of what Jesus Christ, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or the week after or this year or next year or however long. We, we don't have to fear death. 
Why? Because we have the promise of life that is found only in Jesus Christ. But yet Paul is saying, Timothy, not everybody knows. Not everybody knows about that promise of life. And so, Timothy, rise up to the occasion. Rise up to the challenge. There's a reason why we are called to serve. There's a reason why we have this divine calling. It is to give out that, that, that life to others that they might know what Jesus Christ can do for them. That ministry of reconciliation that he speaks of. According to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. This is why Paul is in jail. It wasn't because he broke some law. He was convicted because of the message he was preaching. He was in jail because he was preaching that salvation is only by faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. That it's not by the law and not by your works and not by the commandments and not by a religion. It was only in Jesus Christ. This was the message he was preaching. If there are people that still do not know about Jesus Christ and what he did for them on the cross, then we need to rise to the challenge. We need to rise to this challenge and realize there is still something for us to do. Know your calling. Understand the purpose. It is divine and there's a reason behind it. That reason is to be able to share life with them. Not that what we have, it's what Jesus Christ offers to them. The same thing that he offered to us. And yet we go day after day after day, week after week, month after month, and we never fulfill our calling. We're not, we don't do what we're called to do. And this is why Paul is saying, look, Timothy, I know you know I'm an apostle, but I'm challenging you, you rise to this. Rise up to this occasion. Rise to the challenge. And here, here's what's really interesting. Every point... His calling, his purpose, his reason has been about who? We think, well, it's about Paul. Paul's calling. Paul's purpose. Paul's reason. No, friend, it's not about Paul. It's God. It's God. Who called you? God did. God called you. Who saved you? God did. Who gave you life? God did. Who wants others to be saved? God does. It's not about Paul. It's about God. Every single thing that Paul is saying here, it's not about Paul. It's not Paul's purpose and Paul's calling. It's not Paul's reason. No, no. Every one of these points is about God. It's his calling. It's his purpose. It's his reason. It's all about God. Do you, know, do you know why we fail to, to follow what Paul is telling Timothy to do here? Because we think it's about us. We think it is about Paul. We think it is about Timothy. No, it's not. It's about God. That's who it's about. It's about God. It's about Jesus Christ. And that's our problem, friend. We think more of ourselves than we do about God. That's why we're not willing to try to bring people to God. We're not willing to give out a track. We're not willing to share the gospel with someone because we think more of ourselves than we do of God himself. It's God's calling. It's his purpose. It's his reason. Timothy, will you rise to the challenge? Timothy, will you rise to the challenge? 
It's not always going to be easy. There may be some difficult times. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, Timothy. I know my time is short. I know very soon I'm going to be meeting the Lord. I don't know how long it's going to be. But Timothy, I want to challenge you. For the gospel's sake, rise to the challenge. Rise to the challenge. Don't think more about yourself, Timothy, than about God. Don't think more about your purpose and your plans than about his purpose and his plans. Don't think more about your reason why you shouldn't or why you can't. Think about his reason why you should. Rise to the challenge. Timothy, will you rise? Timothy, I love you. You're my dearly beloved son. Rise to the challenge. Christian, it's very easy to say with our lips, I love God. It's very easy to say with our lips, oh yeah, I'd do anything God wants me to do. Well, then rise to the challenge. Rise to the challenge. It's His calling. Every single one of us have been called. If you know Christ as your Savior, He's called you. It's a divine calling. And the reason behind it is life. So that others can know about Jesus Christ. Friend, if you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, can I, can I share some good news with you? God wants to save you today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, maybe you thought salvation was just by being in church, or maybe you thought salvation was by being a good person or keeping the commandments. No, no, friend, that's not what it is. Salvation is only through Jesus Christ and Him alone. And God wants to save you today if you're willing to come to Him by faith. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait till next week. You don't have to wait till next month or next year. You can do it today. You can be saved from your sins today if you're willing to repent of them and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's what God wants for you. He wants to save you from your sin because he knows you cannot save yourself. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die. So that he could save you. But he's not going to force you, friend. He can't force you. You have to be willing to accept that gift that he offers. The greatest thing about the gift that he offers is it's free. It's free. Jesus Christ paid it all. He paid it all. The song they just sung, only one could pay for sin. It wasn't you and it wasn't me. It was Jesus Christ. And friend, if you'll come to him by faith today, you can be saved. Christian, will you rise to the challenge? God himself is calling. It's a divine calling to tell others about Jesus Christ so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can continue to move forward and reach others Will we be more concerned about ourselves than we will be about God? With their heads bowed and their eyes closed, no one looking about this morning.
we must rise to the challenge. Because it's about God. It's for God. It's not about us. It's not for us. No, friend. It's about Him. Will you rise to the challenge? Maybe there's somebody here this morning. And you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I thought maybe it was through the church. I thought I had to be a good person. I thought I had to be baptized. I thought I had to do all these different things. And I'm not really sure if I am saved or not. You say, Pastor, I'd like to know how I could be saved today. I don't want to put it off another day. I want to know how I can be saved today. Friend, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. But I would like to pray for you in a moment. And if that's you, if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'd like to know how I can be saved today. Would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? Nobody else is looking about. Just slip it up, put it right back down. Yes, God bless you. Someone else. Pastor, would you pray for me? I'm not sure if I'm saved. Slip your hand up, put it right back down. Pastor, would you pray for me? Anyone else this morning? Pastor, I want to know how I can be saved. I want to know how I can be saved. Friend, in just a moment, the piano is going to play. And when the piano begins to play, we're, we're going to stand in a moment, not right now, but in a moment, we're going to stand. The piano is going to begin to play. And if you raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to know how I can be saved today. And as soon as the piano begins to play, every head is going to be bowed, every eye is going to be closed. I'm going to ask you to step from your seat, and I'm going to ask you to come meet me right down here in front. And I'm going to take, have someone take the word of God and show you how you can be saved today. So you can know that you're saved today. You don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. You can know today. Christian, you say, Pastor, I do know I'm saved. Praise God for that. I wonder how many times we have failed the challenge. We failed to rise to the challenge. We forgot really our calling. We think this life is just about us. No, it's not about us, friend. Paul says his calling was by Jesus Christ. He knew his calling. He knew there was a divine purpose behind it. Friend, please don't ever forget this. If you know you're saved today, don't ever forget. God himself has called you. God has called you for his purpose. To be an ambassador for Jesus Christ that others might know Christ through us. Will we rise to the challenge? With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we're just going to stand quietly. Pianos begin to play softly. Friend, if you raise...